Alba. Hi, Mike. Lucky you. Here we are. Lucky me. Live as live can be. Um, so you'll see that little that little counter in the corner there. That'll tell you how many people are watching. So right now you're fine. See, we're, oh, okay. we're, so we're good. Watching. Yeah, yeah, you're good right now. Now it comes in counter? later on, right at the top top corner over there. You see where it says zero eyes look like a little eyeball. Anyway, all right. So. Um, Thank you to anybody that uh, tunes into this. That's where we get rolling here. Uh, my name is Mike Mills. I'm with Verity Mortgage, and we're doing our our my Texas real estate and finance podcast. And today, I have my uh, very good friend Tracy Goins in here with me today. Um, she's really, really excited about coming and doing this with me. Isn't that right, Tracy? Yes, thrilled. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. were you were especially excited dude, when you found out that we were going to be on video. Yes, that was like the icing on the cake. Pull that mic a little closer to you. Okay, there you go. There? there we go. Okay, yeah, you don't have to lean forward. You can pull it into you a little oh, bit. There you okay. go. Um, so, um, so how do you feel about being on video today? What is that? Uh, uh, why is that such a concern to you? Would you like to share? Uh, no, no, I, I want to reserve that conversation just for you. Okay, good. We, we can keep that offside. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so Tracy works with me. Um, she's been working with me now for we six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be yeah. Six years in March. All right. So six years we've been working together. Um, now, uh, Tracy lives in Dallas and so I don't get to see her very often because she doesn't, uh, bring her pretty face down here for us to hang out very much because she's got, uh, two wonderful kids and a husband that keep her more, more than enough busy. Mm-hmm. And apparently you're so incredibly busy that, um, you don't use social media ever, 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 which mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody that hears that, I don't think they're going to believe that. Really? Well, I know just because I didn't believe. I mean, I know it's true. I'm not yeah. saying it's not true. Okay. I'm just saying that when you hear that from somebody originally, you're like what? None? Like really? None? It's like somebody that says, you know, I uh, I work out every day. It's like really? Some every, people do. Every, I know some people do, yeah. but for the most part, you're like really every day. <laughs> um, so I don't understand it. You're gonna have to explain to me. So you don't have a Facebook account. I know that for sure. That's correct. Because when I tried to post this, it didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um. You do have an Instagram account, right? I do. Okay. What I looked for you on Instagram. What is that? I bet you do. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out. Um, if you, okay. So if you find out uh-huh. my Instagram uh-huh. page, I will do these types of things with you forever. No hesitation. No really? pushback. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't think you certain I am. You will never find it. Maybe so. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but Uh I am saying that I know more about that stuff than you do. Well, that's true. And I know ways to find people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I may not find you. I may find you. We'll see. Okay. Um, Obviously, you don't have a TikTok account because you don't get on that ever. Yeah. Um, And then you don't have LinkedIn either because I looked there as well. So you literally are never on social media. Correct. That's correct. Okay. So you're saying that you just live a normal life without social media and everything exists. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Somehow you can still make it through your day and never be on any of those platforms. I imagine that. I, I, it's amazing. I wake up okay every day. It's amazing. And your husband, Micah. Yes. He also has none, none of those accounts, at least that you're aware of. Well, he has an Instagram. I'm kidding. Oh, don't, don't you start. He does have an Instagram. Okay. He does have an Instagram. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and he, um, yeah, that's it. Instagram. Uh, Abigail said hello. See? Abigail, Abigail, look, look, look. What? I don't see that. 
You don't know where to look on this thing. Look down it there. Says at the, hi. Oh, hey, Abigail. <laughs> there we go. See, we're figuring this out. See, she doesn't use social media, so we don't get very uh, uh, tied into, obviously, uh, being online very often. So, therefore, uh, looking at computers, if it's not our LOS screen that you fill out an application <laughs> with, then you don't know what's going on. <laughs> or the Fannie Mae regulations, as they may be. <laughs> Because that's the real reason you're here with me today is, A, it gives me an excuse to make you come in here and see me in person, which uh -huh. I very much appreciate. Okay. So thank you for making the trek and you're abandoning welcome. your family uh, to do so. And B, um, we get to share your wonderful brain with the world because... You sure it wasn't to torture me? Uh, well, that's a... that's a um, What do you call that? That's like a, uh, a happy little accident. <laughs> That was certainly not the intent. Okay. Okay. That was not the intent. The intent was for us to talk about loans and uh, make things interesting. But okay. the fact that you're uncomfortable and that um, you're concerned about what you told me about earlier, I think it's great. Oh, okay. Um, I think okay. it's hilarious okay. um, because uh, because it's just is. So, okay. All right. So before we get in, so by the way, if you are a buyer looking to buy a house, or if you're a realtor trying to learn a little bit more about how mortgage loans actually work from two people that do them, primarily one that's way smarter than the other one, which is the lady sitting across from me, then uh, this will be your podcast to listen to because we're going to get a little bit into the weeds on loans, a little bit. Um, but I promise you it'll be interesting and um, you won't be bored out of your mind. Um, and then Jennifer says, uh, Tracy's in front of the camera. Miracles do happen. See, see that right there. See, everybody is on board with seeing you out here today. Look at Hello, this. Jennifer. All right. See, we're rolling right along. <laughs> all right. So first, before we dive into all the loan stuff, um, I want you to tell the tens and tens of people paying attention to this, mm -hmm. like where, where, how did we go from little sweet baby Tracy to uh, adult Tracy mom selling, killing loans every single month? Like wh what was our, how did we go from that to that? What, how'd we get here? So you want to know about you, where'd you come from? what you do? How'd you get in? How'd you get into mortgages? How did uh, you meet your husband? All those kind of fun things. Okay. Uh, let's see. So one part of my brain is thinking of how to answer that question for you. Mm -hmm. And the other part of my brain is thinking how I'm going to strangle you when we get off air. <laughs> okay. That's but, fine. <laughs> so. we'll, we'll film that too. We'll have more content. Um, let's see. So Louisiana from mm -hmm. Louisiana. Yes. Uh, relatively medium sized family. Okay. A couple of sisters. Okay. A couple of brothers. Um, one of your sisters is in real estate, right? Two. Two. Both of them. Are. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're twins. All right. Oh mm -hmm. yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, they do everything together. Yes. So. Um, let's see. So graduated college twice. Okay. College twice. Cause twice. you have a master's. That's correct. That's right. Where'd you get your bachelor's degree from? Uh, Southern university master's okay. and bachelor's. Both at the same place. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Where'd you meet Micah? College. College. Mm -hmm. Master's or bachelor's? Undergrad. Undergrad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So y'all were both in school together. We were. Were y'all in the same like uh, uh, degree program or? We were. We were both studying for business marketing. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, we met one day. I caught him looking at my underwear. You caught him what? Looking at my underwear. Looking at your underwear? Looking at my underwear. How was he looking at your underwear? Well, he was sitting behind me. He's tall. You know, he's super uh -huh. tall. So, and I'm a little short. Okay. So, he was just peering over in the seat behind me. Okay. So, he could see down your pants from the back? Pretty much. Okay. And you <laughs> caught him in the midst of this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's what endeared him to you and why you decided to marry him? Because he was looking at your underwear? And 25 years later, here yes, we are. Yes, so, yes, Um. So, let's see. Dated six years. We've mm -hmm. been married. I don't know. Mike. 
Don't ask me questions. Like Nineteen, that. something like that. No, not that long. But you not said twenty-five years. I know. I was over exaggerating. But you said six years dating. So I'm just doing math. <sighs> Don't do math. When did you get um, married? What year? See, okay, for anybody that doesn't know Tracy, by the way, um, which, you know, some people do, some people don't, uh, and you don't know her that well if you do know her, because I don't even know her that well, and I know her better than most. So um, Tracy is not your typical um, female, let's say, right? Because- Watch it. Well, you have different ways of looking at things that are tend to be a little bit more on the guy side of things. Sure. And- one of the perfect example of this right now is that if I were to ask 90% of married women sitting across from me mm -hmm. when they got married, like what year they would know, they would know immediately. I like agree with they that. wouldn't even have to think about it. And I asked you what year you got married and I still don't have an answer. And you had to sit there for at least a good 10 seconds and think about it. Now you may have come up with it since then, <laughs> but either way, it wasn't on the top of your tongue. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure we'll come across other but instances. That really doesn't mean very much, right? Sure. No, no, no. But um, what, so what year was it? 2006. 2006. Mm -hmm. So that's, that means that you were about 18 years, 17, depending on what month you got married. No. Yes. No. Tracy, do you know what year it is? It's 2022. Okay. okay. If you got married in 2006, now you're a loan officer. You do math every day. Wait, that's 10 not years 17 years. Is 16, 10, 2016 is 10 years. So in 2016, you were married for 10 years. Uh -huh. How many years has it been since 2016? Mike, I don't know. But Six. <laughs> okay, that's 16 years. We're coming up 17. on seven. Well, 2023 is like tomorrow in like okay, two weeks. Okay, so we're literally arguing about six months. I'm just telling you. You've okay. been married a long time. Okay. I have. Let's just leave it there. Can Micah come? Does would he know if I asked him? Like he would not. He wouldn't either. He wouldn't. Okay. And I don't. I don't have. You a don't problem care. With it. I don't no, care. No. Do y'all no. celebrate your anniversary? We do. Okay. All right. When We're is not that? That far off. The well, I, hey man, I don't know. You don't use social media. You don't know what year you were married. Okay. So why is why is it so odd that I don't use social media? It's it's not it's not odd. It's it is just odd for not, you. Well, it's unusual. W would you not agree that like the vast majority of human beings on the planet are on social media a lot? Well, maybe not posting, but certainly, you know, looking at it. Yeah, no, yes. I think that is, okay. that's true. So if you are outside the norm, wouldn't you say that that's a little unusual? I guess. Okay. But not all. unusual in a bad it's way. It's not bad. No, I think it's good. I think it's good. You do. I absolutely do. If I could go back and take social media away from my kids, uh -huh. I would absolutely do that. Yeah. Because I don't think it's good, especially for kids. I think it's a bad thing to some extent. The, the benefits of it are that you do... It's like this double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. You are, you're engaged with more people on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. you see more people and you talk to more people because you, you know, you're commenting on pictures and liking and like, you just see people's names when you post, when you're involved, or even if you don't post, you're seeing what people, what, what's happening in people's lives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's all a rosy picture. Not nobody's posting. I just lost my job today and sure. got a divorce. You know, some people do, I guess, but, um, so it's a certain image that you're seeing, but either way you're on there. So that's good, right? Cause you're, you're engaged with other people. Human beings are social animals. We like to spend time around people and that gives us that sense. But in the same breath, we're also very alone because we spend too much time, you know, right here. Yeah. We don't spend enough time like this. Right. You know what I mean? So, so for that reason, I think it's a bad thing. And with the advent of TikTok, which I hate, I mean, I love, cause it actually, if you, if you cultivate TikTok in the right way, mm -hmm. um, you'll see good things. Like you'll see, uh, ooh, Brett's on there too. 
She said, Tracy, you got this. See, Brett McTeevy? you got it. Yes. You, hey, got, Brett. you got fan club going on here. <laughs> so, um, so when you look at like an app like TikTok, right, it's, it's one, three minutes of content and it constantly is rolling yeah. constantly. Okay. So as soon as you open it up, boom, you're, there's a video like YouTube, you got to go look and find and click and go to Facebook. You can scroll through, but it's not playing video. Sometimes it's pictures, whatever. But TikTok is immediately video is a minute that, that you open it up and it's somebody telling you something. And sometimes like my wife, if she's watching this, she has gone on a judge judy kick do you know what judge judy is i do okay so judge judy has a tiktok page or or there are several pages with clips of judge judy and what she's talking about in the courtroom whatever for the last week she's been what i would call judge judy tiktok and so she's just constantly watching this stuff so i'm not saying that's bad necessarily mm-hmm. uh that wouldn't be what i would spend my time consuming so but like my tiktok if i you go on that it's mostly like well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, so that's my weird little thing. But it's also money. It's also uh, business and tax and you know taxes and all kinds of things related to running a business, being an entrepreneur, whatever. So you get ideas, you get insight, you get all kinds of stuff like that. But the thing about it being so repeating is you can sit on TikTok for like two and a half hours and not even realize that that time yeah, went by that fast. Like your day is siphoned because right. you're lost Correct. in somebody else's world. Instead of your own. Instead of your own. Correct. Okay, so I do want to clear something up. Yeah, yeah, please. I am not anti-social media. No, no, no. I didn't say you were. Ah, uh, yeah, but... No, no, I just say you just don't have the accounts. That's odd. That's just unusual. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not anti-social media. I know it has an insane amount of value, right? 100%. But in a world of immediacy and access uh-huh. and excess, uh-huh. uh, it's just nice to be able to have a separate life from that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so I was having this conversation with someone yesterday. Okay. Who mentioned they had, I don't know, and I can't remember the number, but it, it you know, um, call it uh, 1,500 Facebook friends. Uh-huh. But they got three friends in real life. Right. Yeah. That makes sense to you? No, absolutely. No, I, uh, I, that's that was my point is that mm-hmm. that we the social media is a good and that it offers it's like a tool yeah like anything else right yeah. it has it has utility yeah but it also if not used correctly mm-hmm. can put you in a place where your whole entire existence exists your existence exists through someone else's eyes yeah like everything that you see it's like um I don't know when's the last time you went to like a concert like a like a I haven't been to a concert in a couple of years it's like it was pre covid so if you go to a concert now. Mm-hmm. I went to Harry Styles with my daughter did in you? Austin. Yes. Did you like um, it? I actually did. I liked it a lot. Really? I very much did. I, I would not paint you to be a Harry Styles fan. I was not until okay. I went to the concert. You've been converted. I was converted. <laughs> okay. I I really like a lot of his music. I'm, okay. I, I, I like all kinds of music. I like hip hop. I like country. I like pop. Like yeah. I like whatever. But yeah. but no, I, I dug it. It was good. Okay. And my daughter He's had a cool black. guy. Well, part of it, it sounds weird a little bit, but part of it was um, um, having a... Uh, having my daughter be there and yeah. her pleasure yeah. of enjoying it and watching her and mm-hmm. her reaction to it. So now every time I listen to the music, I get I go back to that oh, m- nice. moment yeah. where I saw my daughter, you know, the happy. memory attached to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. that that's you know part of it or whatever. But but no, I, I enjoyed it. But but either way, when you go out and you see um, go to a concert, you'll see that like half of the people have their phones up the whole time and they're recording 
the, yeah. the concert, right? Okay, so go ahead. Wait. Yes. <clears throat> That's like cringe worthy, right? Yeah. Because people get so lost in trying to capture the moment that they don't live they the haven't moment. even you haven't even stored the memory of the moment, right? Absolutely. Like put the phone down. Yes. And live in the moment. Yes. You know, no, I agree. Crazy. I a hundred percent agree. hundred yeah. percent. And that was the thing is like, I'm sitting there and I'm, I am soaking it in. Cause I'm watching my daughter with yeah. a friend and yeah. they're watching the show and you can see the smile on their face and yeah. the lights and I'm walking all the people. Like I was loving that. And I didn't have my phone out. Cause I don't, you know, at the time, like I should have Harry Styles. Harry Styles like, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go back and watch this later. Right. Right. So now I did record her. A couple mm -hmm. of times because that I wanted to remember. Yeah, but um, her expression. And yeah, like her face and what she was feeling. Yeah. Yes. But but what was happening out there? Like it, I was I was in, I was there. I was yeah. enjoying it. I was you know going through the moment. Yeah. Um. And so like that is you're right. That's the detriment to a lot of that stuff is that and unfortunately that impacts our kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that you you know you have two two young kids and I mm -hmm. think you'll because you don't use it it'll be very easy for you to set rules in place to say their limit on using it is going to be there. Mm -hmm. Now I do think you'll come across a world at some point soon um, with Maddox. How old's Maddox now? Is he six? He's five. He'll be six five. in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So Maddox is six. There'll probably be a world that you'll come across where, you know, in say three years, maybe something like that, where he'll want a phone. You know, you'll probably want to give him a phone at some point because he's going to be places where you can sure. not know what he's doing and track him and all that stuff. And then, and then when he gets a phone, he'll communicate with his friends. And then all of his friends are on Snapchat yeah. or they're on this and then they're going to want to have that. And, and so then you're going to struggle with, okay, well, I know that this stuff is a detriment, but then what do I do yeah. when my kids ask for it? Yeah. Because they're surrounded by their peers. Cause right now, you know, you're, you're also fantastic in that you have zero peer pressure. Uh, you don't have a, you don't give a shit about what anybody else is doing. <laughs> Except for when my boss pressures me to travel an sure, hour, sure, sure, to come do a podcast. Yes, yeah, your friend, uh -huh. ma'am. Oh, that's friend. that's true. Thank you very much. And that's by the way, uh, Kate is also chiming in. So, uh, hey, Kate, she's happy that you're here as well. See, everybody's thrilled that you're on having this conversation today. Okay, so, um, so you and your husband met in college. Y'all yes. got married. Um, you actually been married a while, but yes. like we just said, your youngest child is six. Mm -hmm. So, or your oldest. I'm sorry. So. 10 years you were we married before childless. you had a kid. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So was that intentional? Was that just how it worked out? It, what? Was, it was just how it worked out. Okay. And I thought I was going to um, have just, you know, just my dogs, mm -hmm. the two dogs and me and mm -hmm. Micah. And we were just going to go off in the sunset with, with our fur babies. And that was just fine for me. And you were cool with that? I was cool because, okay, so you know how earlier you said, you know, well, you didn't really know your anniversary date. Mm -hmm. So you I was never like the girl who grew up dreaming of her big really? wedding. Really? Shut up. Mike. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, you know, and how many kids I'm going to have that. So that was just never anything I gave very much thought to. Not your jam. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Um, so when I got married, I was like, okay, so, um, and we stay married, we can travel, we can do whatever we want to do. Yeah. And you know, along came Maddox. Uh huh. And um, then along came Cruz. Uh -huh. And uh, so when you had Maddox, did you, was that a, because a lot of women, when they have babies, mm -hmm. okay, like my wife, she said she didn't want kids mm -hmm. before we got married. And I yeah. told her that if we were going to get married, that I wanted kids. Yeah. And so, um, so she capitulated, I guess you would call it. Um, but once she had the baby, mm -hmm. she was like, oh my gosh, what the hell? Why did I not want, you know, she's, yeah. she's like way over the top. Yeah. Mom style. Yeah. Um, 
what was your how did you feel like was it harder than you thought was it easier than you thought and then based off of that was it like all right we're ready to have another one or did it just happen work out like that it happened to work out like that and it was um the emotional piece of it Mm -hmm. was harder um than i thought um so okay so i had the audacity to be weighing in on my sister's lives and how they should raise their kids (laughs) before i had a baby and now you understand why that's such that is oh bullshit y'all please don't do it (laughs) please Please don't give anybody advice if you don't have any kids right. yourself. But you were throwing out advice. I was. Th- can you believe that? Unsolicited I actually, advice. I, I can't believe that. Actually, because you tend to kind of. But it's your sister. Somewhere. It's my sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't give unsolicited advice to other people, but I'll give it to my sister all day, every day. Right. And um, so um, after I had Maddox, I was like, man, you sounded like a jackass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody were to come to me and give me the advice that I was giving my sisters uh-huh. that didn't have kids, like that conversation wouldn't end well. Right. Like, no, no. no. Um, so it is um, now again, you know, I'm not the mom that's like, oh, my God. My yeah, baby. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love my kids more than the sun and the moon. Of course. But it is a sacrifice. Absolutely. You, you give up a part of yourself mm-hmm. in exchange for motherhood. Mm-hmm. And that just, it is what it is. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't change anything. Right. But um, if you're, if you're doing a job and doing it right, um, a, a part of you is given to this person, this human being. Yeah. And uh, the more kids you have, um, you got to figure out a way to balance that out, balance it out. You do. And um, so I wasn't opposed to baby number two mm-hmm. it's it just wasn't a priority necessarily it wasn't you know yeah. but i knew i didn't want maddox to be alone right um because i've enjoyed my sisters mm-hmm. um it's it's a special relationship so yeah. i knew i didn't want maddox to be alone um and when we were thinking like what are we going to do are we going to do this and meanwhile i'm getting older <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? You look—you're like 25 years old. What are you I know, talking about? I know I look 25. So you look amazing. Um, yeah, this part partly do that cream, but uh, oh, yes. speaking of, okay, what yeah. you got? Um, I'm almost out. Almost you, out of that, Oh, yeah. the cream. Oh, the seven thousand dollar cream that <laughs> you got me for Christmas last year. What is that called again? La Mer. La Mer. Yes. Okay. So you only use that like like in very specific. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So you just can't go slathering that on like Mm-mm. it's like Jergens or something like that. You know? So it's like and when I went to go buy myself, I was like, oh, that's what money Mike was. This shit is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. Um when you came in, we'll tell this little funny story here. So, so Tracy comes in and she's getting ready to go on. She's mad at me because I didn't tell her we were going to be on video. So we yes. had a whole thing about that. Yeah. And then, um, and then she's like, um, I need some lotion. Mm-hmm. And I said, what, are you asking me? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't carry lotion around with me just as like a, a rule of thumb. Like I just don't have lotion laying around. <laughs> Um, and then she's like, well, I'll go ask Glenda because Glenda's here too. Glenda White, everybody knows our, one of our other team members. Um, and Glenda's a female. So obviously she's like, well, I'll go ask Glenda. And I'm like, Glenda's not going to have lotion on her either. And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Look, 
I said, in general, you know, and you can correct me, whatever, but it's like, you know, if in the black community, there tends to be women and men carry <laughs> lotion in around. In the white community, there doesn't seem to be as much lotion floating around. That's all I'm saying. So we had a bet with if Glenda would have lotion or not. And Glenda did not have lotion. She did not. So, did not. Um, so that's, uh, but, but when it comes to lotion, Tracy is certainly a lotion connoisseur and um, knows way more about it than I do. So yes. when she asked for lotion for Christmas, um, now that wasn't know. that wasn't lotion. That oh, was cream. That was face cream. Sorry, sorry. Okay, there's, there's a, a big difference. Big difference. So Jergens is lotion. Jergens is lotion. Vaseline is lotion. Okay. Yeah. Vaseline's lotion. Vaseline is it considered lotion? Well, not the petroleum jelly, okay. but they make lotion. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna I, get you some lotion again. <laughs> I don't like like we talked about. I, I I'm the ashy white guy. I have no idea if I am or not because you could scrape it across my skin and I have not a clue. So um, I assure you, your skin is likely dry. Yeah, more than likely. It certainly is. Uh, but it, it's been okay so far. I told you like in the wintertime when the, when the, when the moisture in the air is less uh -huh. then I, I had to have some like oil that I put on in the shower. It's, it's not like, it's kind of like baby oil and I just kind of rub it on. So that way I'm not itchy all day long. See, so I'm, I'm getting there. And, and you sleep better at night if your skin is moisturized. Sure. Sure. I could definitely say that I would work out. In I bet. Favor. I bet like. You're one of the ones that your feet are super rough, right? No, actually, I have beautiful feet. I mean, I will say that oh my, my, God. my heels occasionally will get a little rough, but ask my ask Susan next time beautiful you see her. Beautiful feet. Ask Susan the next time you, you see her. You don't her. think that's an overstatement? No. Who's told you you had beautiful feet? My wife. Okay. That is a biased <laughs> perspective. Has anybody else on the planet I, told you you have beautiful feet? No, no, no. And I, I've never asked anybody to comment on my feet, honestly. So that was the first time that okay. uh, it was even brought up. So I'm just basing <laughs> it off what my bride says to me. That's all. I don't know. She's being nice. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe okay. she is. Maybe she is. All right. So speaking of work and children, yes. um, how is it that you find, so you're, you're a female in a Last very strong or very highly male dominated industry uh -huh. lending, yep. right? Yep. Um, there's a lot of, I would say there's certainly more female realtors than yes. there are men. Yes. Um, but there's certainly more men lenders than there are women. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you've been doing this how long now total? Uh, 18 years. 18 years. Yes. So um, 18 years of being a female in a male dominated industry, a black female, by the way, yeah. which makes life even more complicated sometimes. Sometimes, yes. In this world. Mm -hmm. um, so, and you have two kids. I do. So how, what have you found like managing all of that, like doing what we do every day and still being able to produce at a very high level, which you do, mm -hmm. and give great service to your clients, which you do because we have all you're the the number one rated uh uh review queen of <laughs> Eustis Mortgage, like has the best reviews of anybody. So so how is it that you're able to balance all that stuff? Um so um I know this just sounds very plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of things are mm -hmm, but I just do it. Um yeah. and I don't do it well. You Nike it. I, I Nike it. Yeah. Um I don't do it well all the time. Oh sure, nobody does everything perfect all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um so there I I don't stop in the evening whether it's with my kids or um with work or whatever the case is um until I feel like I'm proud of my day. Okay. For you know whatever. What is that, that what do you mean. think that means? Like proud it's of your it's day. a feeling. It's okay. a feeling like 
you've you've done well today. You've uh-huh. taken care of people today. You've made your boys laugh today. You've okay. you know been a value to Micah. You've helped him move his day forward. Right. Um, whatever you know, you've checked on your dad today. Whatever that means. Um, and it's not an action. It's it's a feeling. Okay. I know when to stop. Okay. You know. So and and that's how I gauge every day. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um. There was a, so, you know, the little dove chocolate candy bars yes. that, I mean, the little individual candies. Mm-hmm. So I unwrapped one a couple of years ago and there was, a, you know, it had that little corny messages in it. I've never really eaten them before, so I don't know what the, what's inside of them. Oh, okay. I'm aware of their existence. Yes. So they all have like, it's like Facebook for you. Like you're aware of its existence, but you don't use it. But anyway, pretty much. Yes. Um. So there was one I ran across and it says, don't stop until you're proud. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's like the for my life okay you know yes and so um i kept a little wrapper sitting out on my kitchen cabinet for a couple of years and mm-hmm. so mike was like why aren't you throwing this trash away <laughs> <laughs> because there was something very important in in this right. and, and so i'd look at the little wrapper I'd look at it every day i was like that's how i feel right. like i don't stop until i'm i'm proud of something uh, or proud of how my day ended and in okay. the day to someone else could be a catastrophe, but mm-hmm. if I accomplish something that meant something to me that I can be proud of, then I can stop. And so he actually um, surprised me and he had it um, put in a poster or a picture frame for me. And so it, it hangs the wrapper. No, not the wrapper. Oh, okay. Well, it'd be awesome. Like a big picture, know, like in the middle, there was like this little bit. <laughs> right. anyway. So there is, you know, it, and so it, it's hanging up. Um, uh, in my office, so that, that's just how I feel. So it's it's not that I've made a certain amount of calls and I sit and log things every day and I check it off. It's it's not that. So you don't measure the success of your day by accomplishments necessarily. 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 You more measured about how you feel at the end of the day. That's correct. Okay. And yeah. if you feel good about what you did, regardless of what that was, yes, it could involve your kids. It could involve your work. It yes. could involve something personal. Whatever. Yes. Okay. And and I don't stop until I feel it. So, how do you manage the time? Because um, I know like challenging. Uh, Cruz stays home with you. He does, right? Uh-huh. And Maddox is in school, but mm-hmm. but um, that's just been for the last year or two. So right. he was home with you for the most mm-hmm. part, I think, when you're when you were working. So mm-hmm. so you're working. I know. <laughs> what's also funny is I've been to your house before too, and. Um, I think most people that work from home have their own space, which you do sort of, but you know, we all have like our, like Susan has a little nook and Mm -hmm. little desk thing. I got my office, you know, everybody's got like their thing. And, and so I was expecting to come to your house and have you and and you have plenty of room for it. Right. You just, but you like to sit at the dining room table and that's where you work. Well, because, okay. So clutter makes me crazy. Uh Right. So my surrounding has to be very like my life. Right. So, Everything from my surroundings to the thoughts in my head have to be cleared out. Okay. Or I can't function. Okay. So everything is like taken down to the bare minimum. One pad of paper. One piece of paper. I need this one pen. I need this one screen. Okay. So, oh, now Brian's going to find out I never use those computers. So you don't even use multiple screens? No. No. And I know that I would be more efficient if I use multiple screens, but... I think if, if I've learned anything about you is that what? you're going to do what you're going to do. 
that <laughs> re- is true. regardless of uh, what anybody else's opinion on whether or not you should continue doing that is what that's true abigail's not happy about that see she says She's, what oh <laughs> okay uh-oh brian's laughing about I'll that return too. The computers. uh-oh you're gonna get in trouble i know you're gonna get in trouble see, mike you open this door because they wouldn't know that unless you I asked know. that question well you didn't have to say anything but, i guess yeah. whatever so you keep it simple at the house, which keeps the clutter down. It does. Which keeps uh, chaos a little more under control. It does. Right? Which because you've already got enough chaos. I do. Okay. And if I let my kids have their way, right. my life will be a circus. Mm-hmm. So everything has its place. Everything mm-hmm. has to be in order. Have they? Do they start understanding when they get, you know, I'm sure Maddox is figuring it out, but is Cruz even at a younger age starting to figure out when to bother mama and when not to bother mama? Cruz could not care possibly care any less than what he currently does. So, okay. So, so you're saying that Cruz is concerned about what's happening with him oh. and not concerned about what's happening with everybody else. The entire universe mm-hmm. revolves around Cruz. And, and when don't I, you even start. When I, <laughs> don't start. I don't know where your mind is going with this. Well, let me go ahead and stop you. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Move on to the next topic. <laughs> So, um, well, I was just asking earlier when you were telling me about some issues that Cruz was having that, mm-hmm. you know, I was wanting to know if that was more of a Micah trait or a you trait, you know, because he was, you know, getting f- a little fiery at school and yeah. getting worked up about stuff. Okay. And we were trying to figure out, you know, because he, he didn't have that on his own. Mom and dad provided that some degree, some form maybe of fashion. Maybe mom and dad. It came <laughs> from somewhere before mom and dad. Why? Maybe, maybe, but not likely. Okay. So I can be a little spicy. Okay. okay. Just a little bit. Okay. A but, little bit, a little you bit. Know. but you, you're an adult now and you're able to control it. That's I the am. difference. <clears throat> and I'm very proud of that. Yes. And he's still a toddler and he doesn't, I've always said becoming an adult is not necessarily about growing up. It's about controlling, um, uh, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Controlling your, uh, reactions, impulses. impulses. There you go. That's mm-hmm. the word controlling impulses, mm-hmm. right? As a child, we see a cookie on a table. We're grabbing the cookie. We're shoving it in our mouth. Right. And then only after we get told no before dinner, blah, blah, blah. Well, as an adult, you see a cookie, you still kind of want to grab a cookie and shove it in your mouth. Kind of. But you also know that it's 50 grams of sugar and you're going to have to walk for six weeks after that to get rid of it. And it's before dinner and you won't be. So it's it's the impulse control. Mm-hmm. So just because you're a fiery human being and you get a little worked up sometimes doesn't mean that you walk around yelling and punching people. That's right. It just means or abiding. That, that it's that we're abiding. Yes. But it just means that it's there. Yeah. It's in there. I don't know. So if you're trying to figure out if Cruz gets his ways from me. I'm just, I'm, I'm uh, presenting facts and then I'm just making conclusions. That's Thank it. you, Dr. Mike. <clears throat> That's it. Um, <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Nothing more than that. Um, all right. So working at home, dealing with the kids again, yes. how do you balance the time? Do you time block? Do you, you know, say, I'm going to get these things done today and I have to get these things done. Cause you know, you're gonna have to just like, how do you, how do you, how do you schedule your day to make sure you get everything? Um, I don't time block because kids have no respect for time blocking. That's very true. Um, Especially when they're around you all day long. Yes. Yes. So I just, I really do what I can when I can. Mm -hmm. And my day is planned 10 minutes prior to the action taking place. Right. You know, like at 1220, I'm going to do this at, okay, 1245, I'm going to go do this. And I have to do that because crews still needs whatever Cruz needs. Right. He doesn't care about Verity. Right. Or anything else I have going on in my life. Right. So everything centers around him. Right. And as long as my agents don't feel that. Right. Uh, or my clients don't feel neglected 
or my sister doesn't feel like a bailed on her in her most vulnerable point in her life. And uh -huh. she needs to talk to me right now. As long as, you know, they don't, then I would say that's a win. Then you got it. I got it. Okay. So, all right. So you talked about your clients, you yep. brought it up. So let me ask you a question. When you mm -hmm. doing all your loans every day, what do you think is the loan that you do more than any? Like what's your, not, not necessarily you're like, this is the one I like the most, but mm -hmm. which one do you end up doing more often than not? FHA. FHA. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what, uh, what is it about FHA and your, in your particular client base that is a good fit and always seems to work out well? Um, it's uh, a little bit more uh, looser financing okay. uh, guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, so more people can fit into the box. Okay. Um, so um, it's not restrictive on geographic areas like, you know, rural development is. And um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have the uh, pleasure um, to, or the honor to do very many loans for veterans. Um, I'd love to, but right. I just, you know. Yes. Yeah, so every, I mean, I don't know, I, I guess uh, anybody that does, isn't in our business that would listen to this, that you realtors, lenders, whatever, we all kind of operate in our own little bubbles to yeah, some extent. And yeah. it's all a function of who you spend your time around, where you live, mm -hmm. what you do, what mm -hmm. you did, yeah. you know, where you involved a lot of people that were former veterans that got into lending. They do a lot yeah. of VA loans because a lot of their friends are veterans, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's all circumstantial stuff. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's really it. Yeah. So a product. When, uh, if you, when you talk to, um, new buyers, mm -hmm. you know, what, what is, what is one of the biggest hurdles that you're dealing with when it comes to somebody that's never owned a home before and what their expectation of what this should be versus what the reality of it should be? Like what, what is, what do you think is like one of the biggest challenges dealing with buyers the first time for that? Um, it's mm. either one end of the spectrum or the other. So complete information overload because Google told them this. Right. Um, they went on the internet. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, what you try to tell people, you know, internet's okay, but that article that you're reading is written from one person's perspective and he mm -hmm. could be in the housing market in Massachusetts and you're right. buying in, you know, Louisiana. And right. these are two entirely different circumstances. And, you know, so, um, and he's, writing from his lens mm -hmm. of, you know, of his experience and it doesn't really fit your life and, right. the, you know, the broad scope of what uh, most people are doing. So it's either that or just a complete lack of knowledge. Anything. And, you know, um, so you're dealing with either maybe um, a not so savvy, you know, buyer mm -hmm. that um, needs a little bit of propping up then, right. you know, going to financing, which is totally cool, mm -hmm. but you have to invest that time there because right. you got to make sure they're comfortable. And, um, or you're dealing with someone who has their mind made up and then trying to retrain their thought process. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a little bit challenging. Which one well. do you think is harder to deal with? Oh, retraining somebody's thought process for sure. Because if somebody already has their mind made up about something, I got to, you know, change, gotta change your mind. Right. Then you know, give you this, this. Well, my brother said that that was not true. Yes. Yes. And my cousin told me that I could do this. Lord. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like, what do you cousin do for a living? No, they drive buses. Okay. Mm, right. yeah. You know, that sort of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, so that's always a challenge, but I mean, it's, it just is what it is. It's, it's just what we do. Um, so if you had a, if you were talking to a room full of, people that were thinking about buying a house. Yeah. What would you tell them if they could only worry about, I know, and there's no such thing as this because there's mm -hmm. so many facets, but mm -hmm. if you were to say, Hey, look, if you're going to worry about something, let's start here. Yeah. Worry about you have this squared away. What, yeah. what is that? Their credit. Their credit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, cause you know, 
credit determines if you can get a loan right. and then income, how much loan you can get. So um, the if is the biggest you the know, part. The part the yeah. So I would say just yeah, focus and make sure that um, your, your credit's in line and that you are making, you have positive, you know, payment history. Um, and then from there, we can really figure the rest out. But that's that one piece. If it's not in line, then there's there's nothing well, that follows that. Credit Karma says I'm a 660. I know. <laughs> so what do you I do about what? that? I want to find, there, and you know what? Those, whoever is like making money, hand over fist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell somebody, I'm sorry. That so if an agent or a buyer were listening, why what would you tell them that why Credit Karma is not the best place or, or freecreditreport.com or my Equifax from Wells Fargo or whatever the case may be? <laughs> um, because of the credit formulation that those softwares use and it's not mortgage. It's not the mortgage scores that we pull. Okay. And so you can have some someone with false expectations mm-hmm. of what their score is. They think that they're ready to go. And then when I pull their credit and their scores are 20, 30 points less than what Credit Karma right. is giving them, then, you deflated. know, they're disappointed. Or what did you do? Yeah. What, you, well, that, you know, they told me my score was a 720. I'm sorry, but that is incorrect. Well, you said when you pulled my credit score that it wasn't going to make it go down. Yeah, but it did. It did. But yeah, it did. I lost twenty points. Um, or what? What's that thing um, that people are doing now? Um, oh, where they're adding like their utilities and yes, stuff. Yes, that the yeah. telecom or the telereporting mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. So anyway, that's yeah. that uh, boost. Or, you know, they give you like a credit boost, Experian boost, or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. You know, um, you know. I I just wish I would have thought of some of these things. I wouldn't be sitting across the table from you right now. No, Mike. you wouldn't. You'd be by yourself in your house swimming in money, I guess. I, I know. Because you certainly wouldn't be spending it with the people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you only start, you only spend time with the people because you have to. That's <sighs> it. So, yeah. So those things are hard to overcome because once uh, someone signs up for that and uh, however the software achieves, you know, um, these temporary, um, mm-hmm. you know, milestones and these in the right. credit score, then people, you know, that it's like, okay, I'm on to something here. And then yeah. I come along and, you know, I just kind of take the wind out of their sale. Then that doesn't feel so good. No. And, um, at the end of the day, people remember how you make them feel, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. You were the one that gave them the bad news. I gave them the so bad news. I don't it. like her. Yeah. You know, she told me, yeah. <laughs> I was like, here we go. So, you know. Yeah. The way I try to explain it is I tell people that that's a, what's called what I call a consumer credit score, where <clears throat> that report that you're working off of right. is provided by a company that is receiving payment in order to provide it. Right. And they're like, well, I don't pay for it. It's free. I'm like, no, you may not pay for it. The ads. Wells Fargo pays yes, for it. That's right. Or, Equi- or, you know, Chase pays for it. Somebody's paying for it. Yeah. Either you're paying freecreditreport.com or someone else is paying yeah. free credit, but somebody's paying. Somebody, yeah. So <clears throat> if I'm providing you with a service that you're paying for, what I want, and you think of yourself as a 620 borrower or 620 person, but I tell you you're 640, <laughs> are you feeling good? Feeling pretty good, right? So is the likelihood that you're going to continue paying for that service greater if I make you feel good? Sure. As opposed to make you feel bad? Yeah. Right. So, and then when you look at mortgage scores, there's so much... Um, you know, there's so much uh, uh, different because of the um, because of the amount of money that you're trying to take out. Mm-hmm. So the liability or the the debt that you're trying to incur on a house mm-hmm. is much greater and much harder to recoup mm-hmm. should you not make your payments. Mm-hmm. Whereas a car, if I go apply to, you know, 
auto max or whatever to get financing there that car if you don't make the payment they're just going to show up and take the car mm -hmm. right they're going to send the wrecker over he's going to steal it out of your driveway and you don't have a car anymore but they can't do that to a house and so they're we have stricter requirements the metrics are measured harder than it would be if you were getting a credit card or you were buying a car yeah. or you were just looking at freecreditreport.com yeah because it's it's just a different thing but that's a difficult thing to explain to somebody especially because a they don't understand why that should be the case mm -hmm. if i mean if i'm a consumer i'm like well uh, why can't i just have a credit score why do i have to have seven credit scores sure. and try to figure out which one fits and what i need to do or whatever and then from a lending side, it's like, yeah, I wish, same thing. I wish it was much more simple. So I didn't have to try to spend 30 minutes explaining to you why your credit score is different than yeah. what you see when you open up your app, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with um, agents, you know, because in our business, we obviously deal with agents every day. What do you think are some misconceptions about what we do versus what agents think we do? And then you know, like what are the biggest hurdles in dealing with that stuff when it comes to dealing with, with realtors? And, I mean, and it's, you know, it's not a negative thing. It's just, sure. it's like, you know, we think, you know, it's, oh, it's easy and cheap. You just drive a couple people around, show them a house, no big deal. Reality is you got to pay for photos. You got to pay for a listing. You got to pay for all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, you may, you may have one or two clients as an agent that you show once or twice and they buy a house and you may have a client that you show 15 times and they mm -hmm. don't buy nothing. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you think are some misconceptions that agents deal with about what we do um, on a day-to-day -day basis that would help them, you know, relate better with how we're handling their clients? Um, I think that probably the biggest misconception is um, that agents really don't understand the nuances of financing and the different layers, okay. the, all the layers that what we have that? to to build a file, like, you know, and, and the processes, you yeah. know, that um, for every file that we have an appraiser, um, an insurance person, a title person, the underwriter, the processor, you know, right. the loan officer, you know, all these people um, on one file that you know, all these moving parts that mm -hmm. have to really kind of operate well together right. in order for this to go from an inquiry to uh -huh. a closing. Right. You know, so I think that can kind of get lost sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right, you know, I, I was one that's like, oh, okay, yeah, y'all's job are so, so much easier than ours. But um, I think the biggest thing for agents that people don't give them credit for is they, they manage a lot of emotions yes. um, and that is challenging yes. to manage the emotions of an adult yeah. human being. <laughs> right yes yes okay so yes um that is very true i never i've actually never even thought of it like that but yes that is 100 percent true you're managing emotions of adults it's it's yeah. uh, sometimes they they rather roll with their sleeves and, and do the other work than mm -hmm. because um it's if if you're not equipped to do that yeah um if you're if you're not like you know your your cup is full for the day yeah um that can drain you mm -hmm. um you know at the end of the day you're trying to figure out why am i so tired yeah. oh because i've been playing like dr phil all day yeah you know um and that's a lot it's a lot when people have so much writing on these transactions and their children's feelings are involved and their bosses know that they're getting a home and they've plastered over Facebook. And, and so that can be very challenging um, too. So I don't think we probably give agents uh, enough credit for that piece because it's a really big deal. But um, 
Yeah, I just think for our side, um, I'm sorry. That's, oh, I was like, what is that sound? Yeah, that is. Because um, <laughs> I, I had it sitting on top of that metal bar. I apologize. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm, I don't okay. know the podcast I thought I was etiquette. going. I thought I was going crazy for a second. I but saw you fine. looking around. I was like, what is he looking at? Like, what is um, happening? <laughs> Am I doing something? I don't know what's happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's just um, what it takes to make this thing work because, um, you know, once we get the green light that this deal is out of um, inspection and when we get to closing, there's just so much that goes on yeah. behind closed doors that people just don't realize. Well, and I, th- I think is for us as lenders, like we, we do get to do things pretty black and white. Like it's yeah. you, your credit's good enough or it's not yeah. your debt ratio fits or it doesn't, yeah. you have this much money or you don't, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's not a lot of gray area. I mean, there is, you know, so, yeah. subjective stuff, but <clears throat> when it comes to underwriting and, you know, different rules and whatnot, like mm-hmm. V that's the thing about VA VA is really fun. Cause it's got a whole bunch of subjective oh uh, guidelines that don't necessarily, it, it's not black and white very often. Uh, but either way, the vast majority of what we do is that way. Mm-hmm. And with agents, it's different because you're dealing, like you said, you're dealing with people's emotion on this is a big transaction. This is, is the large, for most people, this is the biggest, the most expensive thing that they will buy in their, in life. their life. Yes. And next to dealing with your kids, having mm-hmm. problems at school or emotional, you know, whatever, or your marriage or relationships, it's probably, the, you know, right in there in the top five of most stressful things that you're going to go through. Absolutely. And, um, and then the agent gets to kind of be, like you said, the Dr. Phil having to deal with how the husband and the wife are interacting or how the buyers think about the sellers or what the other agent thinks, or, you know, whether or not the, the inspector came out and did his job well enough, or Mm -hmm. if the buyers liked them or they felt like they should have paid for that, or we wanted this part in the contract. Why didn't they give us the sellers to hate, you know, all of that stuff. Like I, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. At least with us, we can kind of say, well, this is what it is. Yeah. So either you want to do it or not, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when we go to closing, my favorite thing, you know, being at closings is sitting with people, especially attorneys. They're a lot of fun because they go through every line item on every single piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few before, like start to cross stuff out and the tile. No, 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 you can't like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I don't agree to this. And they'll look at me and I'm like, well, um, if you don't agree to that, then you don't get to buy the house. Right. You know, they're like, well, wait a minute. This is, I'm like, no, 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 this is, these like are all non-negotiable, right? Not, yeah. These are all yeah. government forms that they yeah. put together. Like there isn't, there's no striking through. Yeah. Like you don't get to do that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd be nice, but um, yeah. unfortunately no, that's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, it, it, it takes all kinds, you know, to, to make the world go around, but, but at least with what we do, we don't, we don't have a lot of, wiggle room or gray area that we have to mess through we can say hey this is this or this is that and there's yeah. not much else to it right yeah um and so it is unfortunate for agents that they have to do with the emotional side of things but um so going through the process of doing a loan you know from start to finish um you know i would like to hear what you think about when you hear another lender say something's been an underwriting for you know five days or seven well we're still waiting on underwriting um <laughs> What, what, what? That's code word for. I'm trying to figure out how to make your loan work. Right, yes. right, right. Yeah. So pull the curtain back on that a little bit. Whenever you're talking to somebody about, you know, because that's one thing. You know, I don't know. Um, you're very, very good at is solving a puzzle, mm-hmm. right? Every loan that we do is mm-hmm. a puzzle, mm-hmm. and it's trying to get all the pieces to fit. Some of them are very easy puzzles. Sure. They're five pieces, and everything fits together perfectly, and there's no problem. Yeah. And some of them are a thousand pieces, yeah. and every time you move one or connect one, it affects Throws everything something else. Up. Else up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, what do you? How do you? 
how do you manage that stuff on a on a day to day basis with communicating with the agents, dealing with underwriting processors, you know, trying to get all those pieces to fit. Uh, the I guess the thing that has served me best, and again, I, I don't do this mm-hmm. all the time because, you know, just life. Um, is trying to think, have forward thinking, okay, and think ahead of whatever is sitting in my face at the moment. Um, I, I believe that in part is the reason that I've been able to, um, have some degree of success without, as you have pointed out 500 times today, um, being on social media or, you know, no, no, no. Or, you know, lead generation or things like that. Um, so I think people know that and, yeah. That is probably my one of my superpowers. Your superpower by far is that you don't have to do business like 99% of other loan officers because you um you communicate with all of your agents, you keep contact with them, you talk mm-hmm. to them on the phone whatever, but you know, you're not like out with them very much. Mm-mm. And and I think you're actually not even Steve will kill me, but you're not really looking for new agents. <laughs> I cannot believe you said you're that. You're <laughs> just dealing with the ones that you got. Well, th- that that is true, Steve. I have an explanation for that. And um, well, and you even have some agents that you're like their best kept secret. Like yeah. they don't want to tell anybody else to use you because they're afraid that you know. And it keeps you more than enough busy. Like you, it's amazing to me, honestly. I, I think it's it's like uh, one of the greatest superpowers of all time. I wish I had it. Like I really wish I had it. I just don't. You're so funny. Yeah, he did. And I'm looking at Glennis Mansions. Mike just called you out. Yeah, he did. Um, because, like, if you tried, like, could you imagine? Are you trying? Mike, that now, people, that is what we call a backhanded compliment. No, it's not because Steve says the same thing to me. So yeah. I, I understand. So I actually, I, okay. So I thought, you know, yesterday I said, okay, I'm going to meet with Mike tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell Mike that I am thinking about trying. I'm going to give some thought to trying. Okay. Yeah. Which is further than where we've been the past six years. Hey, it's been great. Yes. That's, that's a very strong step in the right direction. It is a very strong step Uh in the right direction. So I don't want you to think that, you know, like, look, I give you a hard time. You you, do. Of course, that's my job. But, um, but you, you try is, you know probably about as much as I try in that just, you know, you have a certain life way that you live and yeah. certain things that you like to do. And, um, as long as you continue to support yourself in a way that mm-hmm. is sufficient to meet those needs, mm-hmm. then that's what you're going to do. And then the rest of your time is going to be spent, you know, hanging out with your family and doing things that you like to do, you know, but that's to me, like the, the, that is what makes this job the the greatest, honestly. Um, and you know, I've talked about this before is that you can make as much or as little as you want. Yeah. And it's completely up to you. Yeah, it is. And if you're in the right situation, now this isn't the situation that everybody's in. We're very fortunate that the company that we work for, um, Mm -hmm. is, uh, uh, allows us to be who we want to be, but you can live your life the way you want to live it. And if you want to do $2 million in revenue or 500,000, or you want to do 20 million, you can't, it's, whatever like whatever you want to do um now you got paid for things you got to cover costs all that stuff but sure. um 
but uh, but for the most part, nobody's breathing down your neck. You know, you can work from home. You get to spend as much time with your family as you choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you being a very motivated person in that you're maybe motivated is the wrong word, but it, but you're pr- you take a lot of pride in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, it it pushes you to do more regardless. Like it's mm-hmm. whether you want to or not, you're going to mm-hmm. just because you don't want your work to slide in, in, right. You know, right. Right. Um, and so I think that, that, that is what makes you successful. Um, but if I were to say, and I joked, but you know, if you tried, well then you're not the same person. Mm. So then that effort, it, there's going to be a subtraction from somewhere else. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I always use Michael Jordan as the best example of, you know, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that disagrees with that is an idiot. Right? <laughs> Maybe Kobe, eh. Okay. okay, but Kobe's just like Michael. It's the same same guy. Is LeBron not in your top? No, not in the top well, five. Oh yeah, I'm probably top five. Sure, sure. But Who, who's your top five roster? Uh man, I don't know. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Uh, let's say Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe okay. Bryant, uh, Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Yeah, point guard. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Showtime Lakers. Man, that guy could do everything. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, either way, um, you know, you, that guy was a great basketball player. Uh, Connor has like basketball. Uh, yeah. Dirk. I know Derek. <laughs> Look, I love Dirk, but you know, come on. Dirk does not belong in the top He's five not in the top conversation. Five. Um, but Jordan was a great basketball player, the greatest, yes. but he was a horrible husband. He was a horrible father. He was a horrible teammate. Horrible is subjective. It's pretty. I mean, have you watched the last dance? I, well, I, I, well, he wasn't. Um, what he gave on the court, yes. he didn't necessarily give in other aspects right. of his life. But that's so. what I'm saying. There's yes. always going to be a retraction somewhere else. Yes. There's a hundred percent of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once you give ninety percent to something, yeah, you only have ten percent left to give to other things. No, I agree. Right. That Just was like the what you were whole motherhood earlier. thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same yes. thing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like if you if you were saying, okay, I'm going to do. $50 million next year in revenue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could you do that? Probably. Yeah. Right. But would you be the same person? Would mm-hmm. you be happy? Would you be content with your life? Would you, or would you be miserable and mean to your kids? And you yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I, 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 now granted, I'm sure there are people out there that accomplish all of those things. Okay. I don't want to, somebody's like, oh, I yeah, somebody's going to be mad as hell. With right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm not saying that you can't, it's impossible. I'm saying for us average human beings, okay. That it's a challenge to be that way, and you can <laughs> pull away. Yeah, you see Brian. So, yeah, what well, I miss Brian with this, this the sad face. That one. No. <laughs> Which one did I got to get down? Sounds like Mike is not adding new players. Wait, just like Tracy's not adding new. <laughs> see, Brian's always good for a good laugh. See what I'm saying? Um, Dirk. Yeah, Dirk's a big fan of Dirk. We and uh, yeah, Jordan and Kobe. Okay, all right. He's, he's so, giving his list. So you know, next year you can hear all about everybody's Jordan year. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, but like I said, uh, we all want to do more. Yeah. Our, uh, the entire world is structured in a way that is all built to do more, right? If you're a corporation and you have a stock price, what's the goal of the corporation? Do more. Yes. Do more. Make the yes. stock price go up. Yeah. But you can't do more forever. At some point, right. more becomes a detriment to all things. So it's always about finding balance, which is what we talked about before, right? So I, okay. I agree okay. that. But I'm not there. I don't want to do more right now. Yeah, I want to do better. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I sort of feel like 
and it's going to sound a little weird, but I sort of feel like I, I haven't really earned the spot to do more yet until I feel good about what I'm like to feel really good about what I'm doing right now. So I just oh, want to do better. Yeah. Yeah. So then you, I can scale and do more. You want what you're already doing to be as good as it can be before Absolutely. you try to do more before. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I understand that sentiment hundred percent, but mm-hmm. what I only thing I would say to that is that that is a little bit of that's a subjective I metric, know. right? And and I it's know. like, well, when is it good enough? Enough? I don't know. You know, that's I've it. never been able to figure that out. Right. Well, yeah. it's kind of like what you said. You you end your day by feeling good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel proud of what you did for the day. And, yeah. And sometimes that's your measure, and sometimes that's your metric, and you know, that's just uh, everybody's a little bit different. But um, but I definitely think that you know when you put um any energy into anything uh-huh. you know work your kids your family or whatever um you can't you only have so much energy to give and That's at some true. point it's gonna be a detriment to other things true but you'll still have success it's just about how you measure success yeah what's right? important to you yeah what's important mm-hmm. to you and i think again back to my original point was that this job is set up in such a way mm-hmm. with our company that mm-hmm. Um, we're able to balance those things at, in whatever measure we choose, as opposed to having somebody breathing down your neck 24 hours a day saying, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you doing right. more? Why aren't you doing more? Well, well, I did this last month. Well, you need to do this this month. Right. You know, and that's that's just how, I mean, that's how all things work. Unfortunately, it's it's maybe not good or bad, but, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. So where do you think, um, based on your conversations with agents and people and everything every day, where do you think our, our market's headed? What direction are we going in? Uh, well, if you listen to all the horror stories completely like to Hades, right? Sure. Um, but what do you see versus what you hear? Um, I see that people are still interested. Uh-huh. I see that people uh, still want to buy. People still have the same home ownership goals than before this whole thing kind of, you know, went to smithereens. Yeah. Um, I think that um, people um, communicate. Uh, they feel how people sort of tell them, you know, they should feel sure. about this. Yeah. Um, they see all that stuff on social they, media. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, read the social media posts or, you know, they see, you know, the ticker across, you know, CNN for the folks who watch those programming. And, and um, it's very easy to um, kind of fall into that mm-hmm. trap, so to speak, but that doesn't uh, negate people's desires for, for homeownership. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think it ever will. Yeah. So I think that this ride is a little bit bumpy, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, in a few short months we are, this will be a distant memory. Do you think that the market switch from where it was to where it is now has actually benefited some people without them realizing it? I don't know that I would agree with that. Well, like the, what I'm getting at is, so if I was, you, most of your loans are FHA, right? Sure. So uh-huh. if I was an FHA buyer uh-huh. and I was buying a house 12 months ago, yeah, what was how good were my chances on getting that house, especially if I didn't have a ton of money? I got you. So you you mean like programs coming back? And well, that, programs that, coming back, but also just availability to of properties, the property yeah, to get a house. I got you. I and got if you, I got yeah. a conventional loan versus an FHA loan, or if I'm paying That's cash. True. That's true. Right? Yes. So And how much am I having to pay for the house? Yeah. It was listed at 250 but what am I actually paying? Right. Yeah, right. going inside in the house negative equity, that sort of thing. No, I, I agree. Um, slowing down the market um, has helped people. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand your perspective now, yeah. um, whether they realize it or not. Yeah, it has. Um, definitely, we have more inventory available. 
Um, we've reintroduced uh, some products where, you know, bonds were suspended for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, rates aren't the prettiest, but if I've never owned a home before, it's all relative. I mean, yep. you know, no, no. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't really I mean, you only know because it was it happened before, but it's not happening now. It's so. Not, yeah. So there's really I don't really have a real life experience. It to compare impact it to. On it, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So you said something about bond programs. Um, That was another thing I wanted to ask you about. So Mm -hmm. um, I just want you to talk a little bit about what has changed since from what we had before to what we have now and how you look at bonds as a whole when it comes to buyers. So like if I'm a buyer and agent and I say, well, I want to use this program or, and I hate that word, that's just said bond. If I want to use a bond or I want to use a grant, um, you know, here's, here's what I'm looking at. But what was available before, what's available now, and what do you think the true benefit to someone getting into one of those so you know they were suspended for a while um, why was that from what i understood mm-hmm. um the pricing on it just wasn't um anything that investors were willing to bite on because when the whole uh refinance you know uh when the rates jumped up yeah you yeah. know it, it just wasn't anything that was um just uh, palatable for for investors so right. um in part, um, I would say they're back now, at least with the programs that I work with, mm-hmm. particularly. Um, how I feel about grant programs in general. Okay. Um, I I think that they have their place. And yep. I think that they've been very, very um, critical um, for um, homeownership rates. Mm-hmm. And um, they are a great product. Um, for people to bridge the gap, right? Right. Because the biggest hurdle for a lot of people is cash. Sure, because just because someone um, doesn't have tens of thousands of dollars in the bank doesn't mean they won't be a successful homeowner, okay? Um, Because they're paying rent. They're paying rent and they're paying it well, you know? So um, unfortunately, um, the average American just doesn't have that sort of money stored away. That's true. Um, So I think that those products do have their place, but everything um, should be just kind of, analyze just to make sure it makes sense for you right because if a second lien for 10 years at a seven and a quarter percent interest rate um when you are only planning to stay in your house for three years and you're going to have to pay that money back if you sell or refinance um might not make as much sense if you're able to get a gift from someone and get um a point and a half better you know, interest rate right now, get yourself a better payment, which is going to improve your bottom line, you know, that sort of thing. So I think when people hear grant, 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 you know, free, free, you know, we all love what we think is a deal. Right. Right. But do you know anybody that gives away free money? Not a soul. (laughs) And if you have met anybody, let me know. Yeah. So I can sign up for the free money. Yeah. So, um, so I think that um, people just need to take a little bit deeper dive, you know, past the, you know, free past that, you know, right. so just to make sure that it truly makes sense for your life. Just to examine it on a financial uh, perspective, not just it's thinking it's free money. Yeah. But does it, does, does the math make sense? Does it, the math ain't math, math right. in a lot of cases, you, you heard people say the math ain't math. And um, so, yeah, I just think that with anything, people just need to take a closer look and make sure this is something that really makes sense for their life. Okay. Well, and, and I, uh, I think I s- come from the same point of view a little bit on, with you on that. And that, you know, I always tell people like, look, it's not that they're b- good or bad. It's yeah. that are they good or bad for you? That's it. Your situation. That's does it. it fit you? Does it not? Is it necessary? Is it not? Yeah. Is it better than renting? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is the piece that people miss sometimes when it comes to buying houses that 
if you bought your house in 2007, mm-hmm. right before everything crashed, mm-hmm. right? There was a, the biggest crash related to mortgages and real estate directly that we've sure. ever experienced, sure. right? So values came down, the market to- hit the toilet, which is nowhere close to where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Your house is still, you still got 50%, 60% equity in that house today. Still 80%. Off. St- mm-hmm. You know, it's, but, but your appreciation has been so massive yeah. that all of that money that you didn't do anything to earn, mm-hmm. it's just that you own that house. Mm-hmm. So you basically made $100,000 over that period of time for doing nothing but living in your house and paying your mortgage. Yeah. So when you think of it from that point of view, owning a home makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't like, you know, I think people that think like, well, this is, this is the path to wealth. It's not that, having a house makes you rich. It's that having a house that you own or, or paying on that you have equity in mm-hmm. is a step in the direction of getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Because then when you sell that house or you want to upgrade and you keep that house as a rental or you sell it and get the equity and maybe put a certain amount down on the next house and maybe invest some of it, it's just money that you got because you owned an asset mm-hmm. that appreciated. Sure. And that's it. And yeah. that, that money can can make a massive difference in a lot of people's lives. Absolutely. Right. So so it's just that owning those homes as opposed to renting is always going to be in a better situation yes. than continuing to rent. Mm-hmm. So if someone needed to get pre-approved and they were trying to get pre-approved for you, when would you say is the best time for them to do that? It's always a good time. Okay. Why it's, is that? It's never a bad because when is there because that sounds like you sound like a lender call me now it's always time to get pre-approved when is there a bad time i'm not disagreeing i'm playing but i mean it's i i guess i can understand how it sounds but there's never a bad time to move your life forward in that direction right so there there's when when is there a bad time because you don't what you don't know you don't know right right so you have to find out yeah the only way you can find out is if you take that step, right? Picking up the phone, you know. And people are so there's so there's uh, so many people that are just like Scared. paralyzed with fear that they're going to hear a no, yeah. right? And I get it, yeah. I get it. Um, as long as I've been doing this and I've uh, bought and sold a few times, and it's still even kind of nerve wracking for me. And I know yeah. exactly you know what, what I, to expect. Yes, exactly what they're doing. Yes, like oh, the underwriter said that. Yeah, or oh, whatever. Tell them this. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know these things, and yeah. it's still very stressful. Um, stressful. It's it's a stressful process. So I get it for someone who is brand new to this thing, and they don't know what in the world to expect. Right. Um. But some people are so paralyzed by that that they actually never take that step. Yeah. Um. And that is, for me, the Kind of the tragedy in it, you know? So well, it's a fear of the unknown. Everybody's scared of the dark place of the, you know, where I don't want to go in that cave because I can't yeah. see what's in there. Well, I don't yeah. want to open that door because I don't know what's behind yeah. it. I don't want to take that job because I don't know who, if they're yeah. going to like me or, you know, whatever. So I think that fear is just basically ignorance in a lot of cases because you just don't know what you don't know. True. And when you find out, then the light gets illuminated and yeah. now you know. It may not be good. Like, <laughs> right. Because, and that's the thing. Yeah. Because, and that's what I tell people. Well, the answer is no right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. The answer is no. Because right. you don't have it. You haven't right. tried for it. Yeah. So, yeah, the answer is no. Right. Um, and the answer could be we could like upgrade that answer to not right now mm-hmm. or the ultimate yes. Yes. You can actually do this. Right. You know, um, but if you don't, it's always going to be no. Right. Yeah. And how many people do you think that you talk to? What would you say the percentage, just guess, of the ones that are a no? Mm-hmm. Okay. That turn into a yes. 
oh, it's it's yes as in okay, I'll take that step, or yes as in they've achieved home ownership. I guess yes as in you've given them direction on what to do and how mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. And how many people actually follow through on that direction? It's pretty high. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. Really? Yes. Okay. See, my it's experience is actually the opposite. Really? My experience is if they're a no, and even though I go through and explain what we're doing and how we're doing it and everything else, mm-hmm. more often than not, that person never, and, and the way I look at it, the why, I guess, is, mm-hmm. is just that sometimes if you're in that situation, you've created this situation for yourself, not mm-hmm. the greatest financial situation. It's really hard to get out of. Yeah. And you have to change your habits pretty dramatically sure. in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't capable of changing their habits in a dramatic way. That's just my experience. They they can. Sure. Oh, it just makes them uncomfortable. Can. Yeah, yeah, of course they yeah, can. Yeah, like that yeah. that's not like that's going to But the can and the do are very different. Yeah, well that's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But no, I I would say um yeah. And maybe you're enough. just better at coaching people on how to take care of their situation than I am. Which Ooh, that could be it. Ow. See? Hey, look, <laughs> I can own my own faults a hundred percent. Maybe I need to take a few a few pages out of the Tracy yeah, diary. That so. is hilarious. <laughs> see, see, I so. can I can I can be a detriment to me too. Um, all right. So uh we are over an hour. Oh um, I okay. know. See, you thought see, it was gonna be forever. I thought this was gonna be painful. Right. And it yes. was so easy, right? It was it was relatively easy. Yeah, see, I, I not lie. so terrible. Yes. See, then you're gonna have to come do it with me again sometime. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after I get your Facebook page set up and your Instagram page and your TikTok account, no. and we'll get all your followers in there, yeah. and then you're gonna have so many more loans and you're gonna be like, Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. That's thanks, what we're for, doing? thanks for making me work so much harder. It's great. I don't get to spend time with my kids now. So um uh, well, I do appreciate you coming to do this with me. You're very welcome. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad right. we got to chat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I pushed you out of your comfort zone a little you bit. Did. See? You did. Okay. See, it's not yeah. terrible. This wasn't awful. It wasn't. And nobody's even going to have a comment about the camera thing, what you were worried about. See? Nobody even nobody said anything about it. I don't think they would online. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. Maybe some we got some real bold ones out there. Maybe maybe Linda would say something. But anyway, all right, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, but I appreciate everybody that hung out and listened to us for an hour. And uh, we had quite a few people listening for a little bit. Okay. And uh, we'll be back, or I'll be back again here in a in a, later on. I think I got another one on Thursday with um, uh, Jordan Davis, uh, Keller Williams broker. So who nice. we're going to play golf with today? Okay. Um, so before you go, yes, are your Cowboys going to Super Bowl? Um, well, the Cowboys are always going to the Super Bowl, so let's be very clear mind. about that. Yes, yes, they are always going there in my mind. Will Y'all it actually are so delusional? Will it actually happen? Um, you know, if there is a chance to this year's a great chance. Um, Philly Every is, year is a great chance, yes. Right? Uh, well, but I mean, we're nine and three right now, so Aww. the only team that's ahead of us that's is Philly. So um, what are you? We were the Saints are I, like I, terrible. Listen, I, I am not the one walking around obnoxious and entitled uh-huh. talking about how my team goes to the Super Bowl every year and no, I no, actually no. never make it. No, no, That's I didn't say me. they go to the Super Bowl. I said I expect them to go to the Super Bowl. They're not going. No, okay. they are going. See, look, Derek agrees with me. He's saying Super Bowl all the way. They're absolutely going. Um, you know, uh, we played Philly and they beat us, but that was without Dak. Now we got Dak back. Um, so our defense is one of the best we've had in a very, very long time. That you should like brand that we got Dak back. That's we got Dak that's back. Cute. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so I have high expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Jerry likes to spend money, so maybe we'll figure out a way to put us over the top. We're definitely going to the playoffs, and then now that I could agree with what what happens from there. I have zero. You know, one little more thing. What? 
being an old person now, not that I'm are you old? No, nah, I mean I'm 44, but you know because we're the same age. Yeah, so yeah. if you're old and, I, and I'm not old, well, you don't look old. I look. Old. I don't. I, mean, I got all this white hair <laughs> on my face, and I don't have hair on top. Like you know, I look decrepit. But See, if you use lotion, that wouldn't happen. Fair enough. Um, however, I I care less about those things than I used to. Okay. Like there have been over the last three or four years, there have been multiple occasions where I have missed cowboy games, like completely yeah. forgot that they were even on TV. Yeah. No, same here. I'd forgot the saints played and they lost last night, but yeah. you know, I forgot. And I love, I mean, I love the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, and when I was growing, when I was younger, I used to listen to sports talk radio all the time, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And I'm not saying, you know, anybody that isn't like, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just that, you know, I used to watch the Mavs all the time and the Rangers and the Cowboys and, you know, pay attention to what's going on in college football and knew yeah. everything about it. There was no about sports. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a brother-in-law now who is like that and knows everything. And I ask him, I'm like, what's going on here? How's that yeah. going? You know, even Derek, I'll, hey, Derek, how's this happening? What's going on there? Um, but I just find myself less and less being drawn to it. And it's simply because in my own head, I just think to myself, I'm like, okay, what has this ever actually done? <laughs> <laughs> for me because i'm not even that big of a shit talker like when it comes to defending your team you know what i mean like if someone wants to talk shit about the cowboys I'm like, oh, that's fine you know and, and if and i'm not like posting oh we're back like i just i've never been that way yeah but uh but i've always cared i just don't get boisterous about it but nowadays i just care less and so yeah. and i don't miss it either really really see i actually do miss miss how i used to feel when i was like you know, yeah. 10 toes down. Yeah. Um, but Sundays got a little stressful for me. Well, yeah, like you got two kids running around. No, no, no. This was before kids. Oh, Sundays okay. got stressful sure. when the saints would lose. Like, I Oh, would, it ruined your day. It would ruin my day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And worse than saints losing is the Cowboys winning. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just be like off balance until about Tuesday afternoon. And uh -huh. I don't want to feel like that anymore. Yeah. You know so, what? I did suffer. I'm not from mature that. enough to be a football fan right yeah. now. I suffered from that too, actually. I yeah. did. I, it would ruin my day. And mm -hmm. Susan would know if the Cowboys lost, I was going to be in a shitty mood yeah, all day long. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but I don't know. I just, uh, it wasn't anything intentional. It never was. Right. It was just like you're doing stuff, you're busy. And then you were like, oh crap, I forgot that that was even on. And especially when they were bad, because there were a couple of years where they were pretty terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, who cares? More than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've had a decent streak of going to playoffs, I think. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look at it. Um, all right. Well, anyway. Thank you for coming. You're very welcome. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad you were able to sit down with me for this amount of time and come visit us today. Yes. We're going to have fun this afternoon too. Okay. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I appreciate everybody that stuck around. And I will see you next time.